For the first time this season, can Indiana basketball handle a lesser opponent? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, which is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Well, Happy late Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great holiday. Spend it with family. Spend it with friends. Got lots of great food. Uh, Watch lots of great football and basketball. Uh, But time to talk a little bit more Indiana basketball. And the question becomes for this weekend, can Indiana basketball handle a lesser opponent for the first time this season? And I say a lesser opponent because Indiana playing Harvard on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, It is home in the state of Indiana, but it's not at Assembly Hall. It is in Indianapolis. Uh, You're playing um, at the uh, Gamebridge Fieldhouse, and so you're going to have a good crowd there if you're Indiana. And again, for the first time, will we see Indiana handle a team that they are supposed to handle? According to ESPN's matchup predictor, it's a 79% chance of winning for the Indiana Hoosiers with just under 21% for the Harvard Crimson, right? But we've seen this story before where Indiana is going to be favored by double digits in this basketball game, as they should. Uh, You're going to see a heavy amount of Indiana Hoosier fans in Indianapolis for this game on Sunday. And we've seen this before where Indiana's favored over, over lesser teams. They're heavy favorites over lesser teams, but they haven't, handled them like they were supposed to they've all been scares they've all been games where indiana had to play for 40 minutes against florida gulf coast in the opener 69 to 63 against army 72 to 64 against Wright state 89 to 80 so you've yet to beat a team by double digits this season you of course lost to uconn and then you beat louisville 74 to 66 and i think that's a little bit different story but You've yet to win by double digits. Now, does that mean a whole lot? Is that a huge, huge deal? The double digits thing, no. But not being able to handle a team that you're supposed to, yeah, that is a little bit concerning. Because as we talked about on the uh, Wednesday episode, you have some games coming up that are really tough. But you also have some games coming up that are not so tough. And if Indiana can handle themselves and play some somewhat stress-free basketball, man, that would really help this team out a little bit. Make it a little bit easier on yourself, right? Go in here with some confidence coming out of the holiday and just play good basketball. Let's look at this Harvard team for just a second. They're 4-1 and one overall this season. Same thing as Indiana. Um, they opened up with a team, um, that, uh, UMass Boston is, is the school and they beat them 78 to 50. They played at Rice and won that game 89 to 76. They beat Northeastern 80 to 56, beat 
UMass on the road, 78-75, to and then lost against Boston College, 73-64. to Now, they do have a game uh, in between, right? They do have that match against Colgate. Um, but you look at this team for Harvard, and they haven't really played anybody super, super crazy. And the stats aren't going to blow you away. This is not a team that has played significant talent yet. But they do have four guys that average double-digit points so far this season. That's pretty impressive. That's really impressive, actually. You have Lewis Lesman, the guard, who averages 10. You have Chandler Pig, I hope, or Pig, I hope I pronounced that correctly, that is almost 12 points a game. You have a forward, Akpara, who is averaging almost 15 points a game. And then their go-to guard, Malik Mack, is scoring 21 points a game. Three of their leading scores of their top four scores are guards. What does that tell you? There's a reason that I did an episode about Indiana's guard play having to be better. They're about to go up against some talented guards, and it is really easy to overlook a Harvard team that hasn't played anybody, right? That's not a big-name program. It's easy to kind of overlook a team like this. And it is a neutral site, technically, Right, You're not playing at home, and you're not playing on an opposing team's floor. You're playing neutral site. And these types of games can always get kind of weird. Right, You never know who's going to shoot well in these types of games. You never know who's going to adjust in these types of games and who's just overall going to play well in a game and in an atmosphere like this in a newer arena, facility, gym, whatever you want to call it. But if you let this Harvard team and these guards go off on you, It could be a long day for Indiana. It absolutely could. It could be a long day for this Indiana team because, again, they have guys that can shoot and they have guys that can score. Those four leading scorers, here are their shooting numbers. Uh, Mack, who scores 21 points a game, he shoots 48% from the field, 84% from the line, and 45% from deep. Then you have a 40% shooter, a 50% shooter, and a 42% shooter. These guys can play, man. They can play. And I know they haven't played anybody or any talent, really. But they can still play, and they've scored a decent amount of points to start this season. Right? We just listed it off. 78, 89, 80. It took 78 in overtime to beat UMass. And then 64 in their loss against Boston College. So they can score a little bit, and Indiana's guards are going to have to play well, especially on the defensive end. I look at Xavier Johnson. I look at Trey Galloway with his height. And then C.J. Gunn as well to to kind of be a force. But for Indiana offensively, I think Khalil Ware could have a day. I really do. I think Khalil Ware could have a day because you look at the height on this team. They do have a seven-foot center, right? They do have a seven-foot center in Matt Filipowski. Other than that, they got a couple 6'10 guys. And other than that, they don't have a whole lot of height. Uh, they have uh, Akpara is 6'8. But Khalil Ware should have his way in this basketball game on Sunday. And I think Indiana should feed him. I think they should give him the basketball basically until they stop it. We've talked about this before. Khalil Ware has to be that guy. I think all the starters should play well. I think this should be a game where the bench gets significant minutes. Guys like C.J. Gunn, guys like Gabe Cups and Anthony Walker, I want to see them play well. And you know what? 
I want to see McKenzie and Baco play well in this game. Maybe this is the coming out party we've been waiting for. Maybe this is the game where if Indiana can get control early, you can play these types of guys and maybe even play some different sets and different rotations to get guys comfortable. I don't know. But to do that, you have to handle a team that you're better than. And I do think Indiana's the better team here. I really do. But you got to handle your business. If you can do that, Indiana can get another win. And you can handle this game before you move into what's going to be a tough couple of games, right? We've talked about it. You have some tougher games coming up if you're Indiana. And you have to take advantage of games like this against Harvard where you are the better team. Take your win, man. Take your win before you play Maryland and Michigan and Auburn and Kansas. If you can do that, I think Indiana's fine. I think Indiana will win. And I just want to see some improvement, some confidence, and maybe a little fun in a basketball game as well when Indiana takes on Harvard on Sunday. Well, coming up, we'll talk about the latest bracketology and where the Hoosiers stand right now. Lots of basketball to still be played, but where the Hoosiers are being predicted, according to Joe Lenardi and ESPN's bracketology, we'll take a look at that coming up in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Well, let's take a look at the latest bracketology from ESPN's Joe Lenardi. I know there are some, uh, some differentiating opinions about Joe Lenardi and his bracketologies and around different fan bases when it comes to the Big Ten and other schools, but here's the reminder. Okay, here's the reminder. Throughout the year, Joe Lenardi does his updated bracketology, and this is updated as of this week. So um, I know there's a lot of big tournaments going on, a lot of these feast week games going on, so that will definitely impact this in some way, shape, or form. But he's trying to predict what the tournament committee is going to do. These are not just his projections. He is predicting what the tournament committee is going to do. And so keep that in mind. I know it is late November. I know we have a lot of basketball to play. But it is interesting to kind of see where some teams stand right now, including Indiana, including a lot of Big Ten schools, and kind of the conference breakdown as well. So this was, as of this week, for Bracketology on ESPN, from Joe Lenardi. Kansas is a one seed. Purdue is a one seed. Arizona is a one seed. And Tennessee is a one seed. And what's crazy is three of those one seeds are playing in the Maui Invitational and have played in the Maui Invitational this week. Isn't that wild? Isn't that crazy? What a stacked tournament that was. Um, a, a lot of fun there 
uh, played actually in Honolulu, I think, with uh, with the things going on. So uh, still a great tournament, always a lot of fun. But those are your one seeds. Okay, here's where things start to get interesting. You look at who's on the bubble right now in the NCAA tournament, according to Bracketology. Indiana started as one of the last four buys. Okay, that's where they started, was last four buys. Now, they're one of the last four in the NCAA tournament, along with it is Indiana, Nevada, Michigan, and Xavier. Okay, so what that does is that puts Indiana as a 10 seed playing in the opening games, the play-in games in Dayton, Ohio. That's what that does right now. Puts them as a 10 seed against Nevada as of now in the NCAA tournament play-in games. That's not where you want to be. I know teams have done it. I know teams have made runs out of there, but you got to play the extra game and you start early, right? And so what's interesting about the bubble as a whole, which includes the last four buys, the last four in, the first four out, and the next four out, here are the teams included all from the Big Ten. Northwestern, Ohio State, our last four buys. Indiana and Michigan, our last four in. And Iowa is first four out. That's a heavy dosage of of Big Ten schools that are all on the bubble right now. Not to mention that the teams that are officially in the NCAA tournament are eight. Tied with the SEC and the Big 12 as of right now in bracketology with eight teams in the NCAA tournament. Some of those teams include the ones we just mentioned, uh, Illinois at six, Indiana at that 10 spot if they were to get in. How about this? Wright State is a tournament team right now at a 15 seed. If they go on to win their conference, keep that in mind as Indiana beat them. That's a tournament win. You look at some more Big Ten schools, Michigan State at a four seed. Northwestern as a 10 seed, as we mentioned, one of those first four buys getting in. UConn, of course, is a tournament team that Indiana's already played. They're in as a two seed. You have, uh, let's see, you have also a Kansas, which you're going to play. Auburn's in there. You're going to be another tournament team you'll have on your resume. Ohio State, as we mentioned earlier, as a uh, as a first four buy. There's Auburn as a six seed. And Purdue as a one seed. So the Big Ten has a chance to get a lot of teams in or maybe not so much. And I talked about this the last time we did bracketology where the Big Ten has a chance to be very, very well represented or possibly not so well represented. And that's sort of a scary thing because for Indiana's sake, if you do kind of limp your way through the Big Ten schedule, you want to have some of your wins and some of your losses be tournament teams, right? You want them to be those quad one wins. That term's already coming out, right, in November, and that'll be thrown around a lot more come February and March. But you want your games that you're playing in conference, you want those to be against tournament teams. You want games like Iowa and Michigan and Ohio State, right? You want those teams in Wisconsin. You want those teams to be in the NCAA tournament or at least flirting with it. So that way, if you are on the bubble come Selection Sunday, you maybe have some quality wins and you have wins over other NCAA tournament teams. 
Indiana's got to find a way to do that. And I know all of that's not really in your in your hands, but I still think it's a big deal. And if you could get Michigan and Indiana and Ohio State and Northwestern and sneak Iowa in there somehow, that's a big deal. Because the Big Ten's a good conference, man. It's a really good conference. And it's going to be deep, I think. Now, they have not had the best start to the year by any means. They have not had the best start. But I think Indiana's non-conference schedule shows you just how tough it is. Again, I mentioned Wright State's in there. Kansas is going to be near the top. Auburn, I mentioned they are predicted as a sixth seed right now. You have good games on your non-conference schedule. UConn, right, that's in there too. So Indiana's played good games, and you're going to continue to play tough games throughout the Big Ten schedule. But the Hoosiers need to, A, be competitive and win some of their games, and B, they need the Big Ten to step it up and be a good conference this year because they have eight predicted right now. They could drop all the way to four if, if disaster strikes or if the Big Ten sort of eats itself alive. Right, We see that in football a lot. We see it in basketball at times. It's possible. It's very possible. But for Indiana, as a last four in, as we get into the end of November and early December, they've got work to do. They have work to do. And what that tells me is there's not a lot of room for error. There's not a lot of room for error, and that's a tough spot to be in for this Hoosiers team, which it's a team that's going to make some errors, right? They're going to slip up. I think they'll beat a team or two they're not supposed to, and unfortunately, they'll probably lose to a team or two they're not supposed to. But those coin flip games, Indiana's going to have to win. If they want to be an NCAA tournament team, they have to win those 50-50 games. And they have to get better as the year goes on. If they don't, they're in trouble because you're already on the bubble. It's a lot easier to drop out than it is to work your way back in. And big wins in conference play can help you do that. A win or two in non-conference play can help you do that as well. And that's what Indiana has to do throughout this 23-24 season because you're already on the bubble. And as I said, it's easier to fall out than it is to get back in. I think Indiana has a real good chance to be a tournament team, but they have to improve as the year goes on because the Big Ten is going to be tough night in and night out, and you have to win some of those games. And Indiana's not ready for that right now. They can be, and I think they will be, but they're not right now. That's a look at the latest bracketology. Again, that's as of this week. It will change so much over the next four months, it's not even funny, right? That is a projection and a prediction of what it could look like come Selection Sunday. We still have, what, December, January, February, March. We still have four months, three and a half months, whatever, until Selection Sunday. There's a lot of games to be played before then. So don't worry. It's going to change a lot before then. But wanted to give you sort of an idea of what we're looking at here after Thanksgiving at the end of November. Well, coming up on Locked on Hoosiers, we will take a look around Indiana athletics. That includes football. We'll talk a little men's soccer, women's basketball as well. Kind of get you caught up on everything in Hoosier athletics. That'll be in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you 
by game time. Game time, you got to download the game time app. If you have ever had a miserable ticket buying experience to sporting events or concerts, then check out the game time app. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals even, and they're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more is what makes Game Time the go-to ticket-buying app. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you can't lose by using the game time app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-c-o-l-l-e-g-e for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Well, let's take a look around Indiana athletics quickly as we wrap it up and get into the weekend here on Locked on Hoosiers. We've got football, the last game of the season. Uh, Of course, Indiana uh, football um, not going bowling. Uh, They've kind of struggled down the stretch. Had their opportunities, man. They had their opportunities. Just couldn't quite, I guess, put it all together. Right and get some of those wins uh, here at the end. Uh, but Indiana closing out football, that is, closing out with Purdue on uh, the battle for the old Oaken Bucket. So uh, you have that going for you. Should be an exciting game. I know both teams are not the sexiest of teams, right? Both teams are not very uh, good record-wise and have had down years, I think. Um, But this is a game that means a lot to a lot of people, especially in this state of Indiana, right? Um, This is a game that people, they still care about. And I know basketball season's off and running, but it is the final football game of the year for the Hoosiers. And so I think it'll be fun. You have a three and eight Indiana team, a three and eight Purdue team, uh, two teams that have literally nothing else to play for except for this game and the trophy at the end. Bad part is, Hoosiers are on the road in West Lafayette, taking on Purdue. Uh, The Boilermakers favored by three and a half, over-unders 51 and a half. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I'm going to pick Indiana because it's an Indiana show, and I think Indiana's better. I really do. I think Indiana's a better team. Um, I don't know what Purdue has done to to really prove anything to me. They're two and six in conference play compared to Indiana being uh, one and seven. They do have a win over Minnesota. Woohoo, right? But you let Northwestern beat you. Of course, Michigan did unspeakable things. Nebraska, you, you got beat by Nebraska by a couple touchdowns. Ohio State, I mean, look, you cannot break either one of these schedules down for Purdue or Indiana and try to make anything good out of it. Let's just be, let's just be blunt here. But it should be a lot of fun just for the history. Just for the history, just for the hatred, uh, for the rivalry. It's rivalry weekend in college football. And so... 
sit back and enjoy it a little bit. Put it on the TV. I know other games will be going on too, but put it on the TV, Big Ten Network, and enjoy the game. It's the last one of the season. Head coach Tom Allen's talked about, uh, you know, what this game means for for the offseason, kind of building momentum and just trying to do things the right way. And so, yeah, I think a win over Purdue to end the year would be big. I really do. I think it would be big for the Hoosiers to get that fourth win, your second conference win, and your win over the rival Purdue. Do they get it? I think so. I think they do. If they can continue to throw the ball around a little bit, and I think their defense is better than Purdue's, and I think those two things will allow the Hoosiers to win. So give me Indiana on the road against Purdue on Saturday for the final football game of the season for the Indiana Hoosiers. Want to update you on a couple of other things going on as well. Uh, For Indiana basketball, I know we've talked a lot about that today. Uh, Some of the game times and TV networks have been released. Uh, For the uh, Maryland game, that'll be on the Big Ten Network on Friday, December 1st at 7 Eastern time uh, there at Assembly Hall. You have the game against Michigan on the road on Tuesday, December 5th. That is a 9 o'clock start Eastern time, so kind of late there, uh, there in Ann Arbor. That's on Peacock, so if you don't have a subscription for that, you better go get one. Um, A lot of people do, but not everybody does, so keep that in mind. Uh, The game against Auburn down in Atlanta uh, for the uh, Holiday Hoops Giving, that is Saturday, December 9th, and that will start at 2 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN2. And then the game against Kansas, huge game right? Huge game for Indiana basketball. Saturday, December 16th, it is in Assembly Hall, 1230 Eastern Time on CBS, a nationally broadcasted game on an early Saturday afternoon. That should be a lot of fun as well. Most of the games have been released with their start times and their TV networks, Um, so keep that in mind. You can go find that online wherever. Um, Most of the games, not all, but most of the games have been released in their TV times and their TV channels. So be sure that you go uh, and check that out. Indiana men's soccer has made it to the Sweet 16 once again. Uh, they're on a heck of a run over the last year, a uh, handful of years. Uh, I think eight years is what they're on now, a streak of getting to the Sweet 16. Uh, so a big overtime win uh, for the Indiana men's soccer team. So shout out to them, and we wish them the best of luck as they continue uh, to make a push for uh, another run in the in the NCAA tournament and try to bring home a national championship here to Bloomington. Wanted to shout them out. And then an update on the top 25 ranked Indiana women's basketball team. Uh, currently ranked 21. Uh, they are 3-1 and one in, uh, in play. And they actually are playing Tennessee, the top 19 ranked Lady Vols on, uh, on Thanksgiving. So uh, keep that in mind. This has been recorded before that. Just want to be honest with you here. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. I know Indiana struggled against Stanford in that game early in the season, but they've turned around and done what Indiana's supposed to do. Uh, dropped 112 on Murray State and then uh, blew out Lipscomb 77 to 44. That was more of a defensive game than anything. So I'm excited about the game. I'll have the women's game on on Thanksgiving. Uh, so looking forward to that. And then looking forward for the rest of their uh, non-con play, Princeton, Maine, and then Stetson is what happens for Indiana women's basketball. So outside of the Tennessee game, shouldn't have any problems. And then you get a Big Ten game, two more non-cons, and then you're fully into Big Ten play. So we'll keep you updated on that women's team, man. They're a lot of fun. They are really, really good. I think they're going to bounce back like they should. 
and uh, we know just the talent uh, on this on this team uh, for for Indiana women's basketball between Sarah Scalia and Mackenzie Holmes. I mean, who else who else is playing like that in a duo right now in, in women's college basketball with 18 points and 17 points for both of those ladies? And then you have uh, Garzen, who is also averaging 10. There's not many women's teams that are doing that right now. So shout out to uh, the Lady Hoosiers as well. Big game on Thanksgiving. And then a couple of more lower profile games before they really get going into their season as well. Well, wanted to give you an update around Indiana athletics. And that will pretty much do it for today's show here on Locked on Hoosiers. We've covered a lot. And we're getting into the weekend. I know Indiana men's basketball playing again on Har- uh, against Harvard on Sunday. So we'll recap that starting next week. And uh, we'll have some days where there aren't any games. So we'll get to have some fun conversations and maybe make some bold predictions as we're getting underway in this 2023-2024 season. But enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, which is a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Reminder, go and check out the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Uh, it is super, super cool. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Go check them out. Drop them a subscribe. They'd really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to our show here on Locked on Hoosiers as well. If you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe. It helps us out a ton. If you're on any podcasting platform, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe if that's an option there. Turn on notifications everywhere. That way you know when we post new episodes. Follow us on X, right, at Locked on Hoosiers. Just search it. You'll find it. You can follow me on X as well at Goins to Jacob. That's G O I N S the number two J A C O B. And until next week, have a great weekend. Who's your fans? Stay safe. And I'll talk to you later.